We are left to feel unworthy, empty, and questioning if we matter. But with God, He reassures us that we do matter, and we do have tremendous value. Have you been conditioned to devalue yourself? Are you settling for a lifestyle of crumbs? Do you question your purpose and value? The No More Crumbs value messages are derived from the Bible story in Matthew 15, 25 through 28, where a woman believed she was only worthy enough to settle for crumbs and never believed she deserved more. Not until she met Jesus. Jesus encouraged her to want more in her life. And with this woman's acceptance of Jesus's love, she was awakened to want better for her life. From this acknowledgement, Jesus commended her on her faith to accept the new truths about herself. The Value Journey podcast is focused on providing supplemental and suggested tools to help you accept the positive truths about yourself and guide you on how to take action steps to activate your truths. God has designed for us all to live a life that is full and enriching. You deserve victories in your life. You are royalty, you are God's creation. You are valuable. Now join me as we grow together with the Value Journey podcast. Why does the world hate fat people? An open conversation forum from the personal experience and intuitive insights of a young woman named Selena White. This is a conversation that could be applied to all areas of life. She is a beautiful and courageous 21-year-old sharing her experiences and trauma and how the world is unkind, leading her to her spiritual awakening journey. Selena says, I walk with light and I speak with kindness. Oh my goodness, today's guest is so courageous and amazing. She is a phenomenal woman and my sister actually recommended Selena and I am so excited because she has so much to share and to enlighten and encourage us today. So welcome, Selena. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. So happy to be here. Like, thank you. You have such a passion and powerful voice and you're so beautiful. I believe that your message can resonate with so many people that may be hurting or feel like they're not being seen. I want you to give a voice to the voiceless. I first want to start with posing a question. Why does the world hate fat people? Now, honestly, I have experienced so much just blatant disregard toward my feelings from the world for just looking a certain way. And I'm pretty sure we could take this message and apply it to more than just body types. This is definitely something that I've personally experienced, you know, when it comes to me being a bigger woman. And that is true. What we're suffering goes in so many dimensions of what people are feeling and can't voice it because there's not a platform for it. We think about one another. It's no longer in an interpersonal way. And I feel like, honestly, that can be accredited to just Western culture. You know, what we're around on such a consistent basis and how it affects our psyche. I look at people, I tend to want to dive deeper on why they may be treating me a certain way. So automatically it goes to what could possibly be going on with you? You're looking at it deeper. I like that. Yes. It's so many people just don't 
they don't feel the need to do that anymore because we're all viewing ourselves as individualists and instead of a collective group. At this point, it's going to be detrimental to a lot of people's minds just because of how we process emotions. And some people don't even know how to process them at all. So it goes back to my point of saying, what could possibly be going on with you and how it's so easy for people to project the worst parts of themselves just because they don't want to deal with them onto other people. And I look at how, how I'm treated once I enter into a space, the way I get looked at. And it's like almost offensive to people. Cause I'm like, I'm big, you know, but I, I know there's people out here that are bigger than me. Just the looks that I will get walking into a room sometimes is like, am I offending you? And I learned to stop being so apologetic for the presence that I held. I have a big presence. I have big legs. I have big arms. I have a big mouth. I have a beautiful big smile. You know, everything about me is big. I am meant to, I am meant to command attention. I had to reprogram myself to stop taking it in such a negative way because it's just like, you know what? There are people who don't have any understanding of who you are outside of what they can see and have no interest in knowing. They're content with viewing you the one way that they want to view you. And there's not anything that you can do, that the next person can do when you go and take into account people's personal experiences, how you could have interacted with somebody who was bigger in your own life. And this could be how you're just treating people because of that one experience that you had. So innate, it's second nature that we do not have to take accountability for how we make other people feel anymore, just because of what we're going through. And it's such an obsession on how we look and the looks. Right. Like, like looks are, they speak volumes first. And I don't know why. And I was reading a part from a book called Yoga and Psychotherapy, The Evolution of Consciousness by Swami Rama, Rudolf Valentine, MD, Swami Ajaya, PhD, talking about yoga and psychotherapy and how it affects us and how it is beneficial for us as people. They talked about how everything is viewed from the outside, about how in Western culture we view everything from the outside and how we find remedies for everything externally, everything. And I had to even think about that because they brought up eczema in the book and I've suffered with eczema for like such a long time. And they brought it up. They were saying it's a reaction to pretty much allergens in our bodies how doctors haven't been taught to tackle the inside issues, just the outside ones. And I just thought about how that could apply to so many different aspects of life. We put masks on at times just to hide what we're going through to get through the day, just so that people don't have to see what it is that we're feeling. But when you look at a bigger person, all their problems are right there in front of you. So it's almost like a target is on them for just being human. And it's just like, yo, like you cannot be mad at this person for dealing with their stuff. Yeah. You know? And I feel like if people dealt more with their stuff, it wouldn't be a need to pick on other people for not dealing with theirs. Or trying, you may not even know what that person could be dealing with. It could be a health issue that you are just being completely insensitive towards. Can you bring understanding to that for someone to stop being so insensitive? Because I've battled with my weight all my life. I've been the chubbier and bigger one out of my sisters all my life. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it's different treatment, but they don't get to know me because they right. see my other sisters who look gorgeous. And then they see me, the chubby You're one. Gorgeous. Both gorgeous. <laughs> and then 
I'm battling with emotional things or other hurt that are right. contributing to the, the connection I have with food or, but no one wants to delve into that or ask. Right. Because most people don't understand the connection that the mind has with the body. There is a connection there, a very strong connection there. If this ain't together, it's going to come out here in some way, shape or form. So for, for me, it could be my weight issue for you. It could be something as simple as your posture about how you're always closed off to the world. It could be something as simple as that, that people don't even have to pay attention to because there's somebody else in the room that, that can draw all that attention towards them. A lack of self of awareness in, in today's society. You got BBLs, you got women getting a uh, whole bodies, faces and everything's done. You don't have to be content with who you are anymore. You can go and be somebody completely different. So it's almost offensive to see somebody stand and be the person that they are and be unapologetic about it. It offends a lot of people, honestly, because I don't believe they have the confidence to do it. Yes. And you are showing that you are so confident and beautiful, absolutely beautiful Thank you. and so articulate and at young age. And I'm glad you're taking the stand because we need that and you're courageous to do it. So thank you. Can you tell your story a little bit? Share some of your story, what you want to share. I'll start in middle school. I've always struggled with my weight. I was always bigger than my sister and I was darker than my sister. And we know how the world feels about black women right now. In my mind, I had not one, not two, but three negatives because Two, I'm a female. Big men are treated some kind of way, but as women, we really feel it. We're supposed to be sexy all the time. We're supposed to be these perfect beings and you can't gain no weight. You can't go through nothing. No, right. You know, don't do that. I got bullied. I got made fun of. My rough exterior, because I definitely have one, came about as a defense mechanism. How am I expected to survive? Yeah. All of this just negativity constantly being pushed mm -hmm. onto me. How do I respond to that? Right. Honestly, we can even take this before middle school. This is really elementary. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. how do I protect myself? How do I feel safe within myself? Because I know I'm dealing with my stuff. I know that I got issues. I know that I got stuff going on. How is it that I deal with my stuff without letting everybody in to hurt me too? And it's just so sad that we're human beings and we have to think that way about one another. Dag, if I'm going through something, ain't nobody gonna be like, yo, you okay? Where is the interpersonal bonds? You know, like where is, where does that go in this society? Just the human things, your human qualities. We all have emotions. We all got feelings. What do we do? For you to be as beautiful as you are right now and not allow all that victimization and hurt taint you is amazing. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you for overcoming it and just being a great beacon of light because you are. Thank you. Thank you so much. You saying unsatisfied with self. When I was talking about being unsatisfied with self, I, I came to the conclusion there are people who have problems with themselves whether they're big, whether they're skinny, light, dark, and in between. We all have these issues with ourselves. If, if not properly handled, if not properly dealt with, if you aren't conscious and self-aware of what it is that you do and where it's coming from, I suggest sitting with yourself for a moment, feeling everything 
even if it makes you uncomfortable, feel it, dive into it, unpack it so that you can stop giving what doesn't belong to other people to them. That's what we need to do. (laughs) Honestly, let's unpack our bags because they're so heavy. A therapist that I had in school gave me that metaphor. She was like, you get to unpacking your bag. You come to school every day. You got your knapsack or your little side bag or however you come in. And you got all this stuff in here, all this stuff that you lugging around all day. And you come home to find out though, none of it belong to you. Wow. It's just like, I don't hate myself. The world hates me. I don't hate myself. And I feel like we have to separate that. We have to start to do that for our own mental health. In order to grow as a people, we have to do that. The world's problems, they don't have to be my problems. I don't have to take those on. Whatever the world's issues are with me are not my issues with me. And I'm not going to wear it like that. I'm not going to bend my head and act sad and shameful just because you don't like how I look. Because my presence makes you feel uncomfortable. And the question that I want people to ask themselves is why do you think that this person should respond that way to you? It's just such an indignant approach. Whoa. I don't have to bend my head because I'm fat. (laughs) Like, I don't have to succumb to your expectations. That's not a proper representation of who you are either. You're not that confident on a regular day. We all have things that we do to almost fake it to make it. We all have things we do, but you don't got to isolate and belittle and demean a whole group of people going through something just because just because you are not at acceptance with self i cannot stress that enough that connection that people really do not have with themselves they just do not have it whoa a good point on how people are out to demean others and put others down because they use the word fat as a shaming Right. Let me shame you and call you a name, a label you. That's not who we are. We have a name. We have an identity. How did you learn how to stand in that? How did you learn to get the healing and to be as brave as you are? I started to see how people came around me and why they were coming around me. It's like you pick on me because you are weak. You see what I'm saying? That's why you feel like you can come at me because you look at my body type as some type of weakness, as a lack of control. So you feel like that's open door policy for you to come in and say whatever you want to say. But for me, it's like, no, you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. When they look at me specifically, me being big, me being darker skinned, even my short, down to the short hair, down to the short hair. It's threatening because you see it as something that you cannot do. Otherwise, it wouldn't be such a threat to you. You see me as a pillar of strength, honestly. You can't understand how it is that I'm capable of making it through the day, being who I am. It's not something that I get offended by anymore. It's not something that I'm going to keep giving power to. I'm okay with me. Do whatever it is that you need to do to be okay with you. That's what I want for everybody. And I love the strength that you're commanding what you're going to accept. And a lot of people don't have that. Thank you for expressing that because we don't need to be accepted by everyone. And exactly. I a couple of years ago, I cut all my hair off. It was so liberating. It felt so mm-hmm. good. But the different reactions I would receive, it was just really weird. I'm feeling great about myself. I'm loving my short hair. I'm loving the new me. But other people, they have this prototype of what beauty is supposed to be. But I felt 
beautiful. So I thank you for standing tall in it and even acknowledging it. We're defining what beauty is and beauty is first within. Definitely. If you don't even consider yourself to be beautiful, sit with that. Sit with that. Go, why? Why don't I find myself to be attractive? Why don't I find myself to be someone worthy of love, someone worthy of care, someone worthy of understanding? Why don't I feel like I'm good enough for those things? What have I experienced to make me feel like I wasn't good enough for those things? And why do you, every single time you act from that place, you're giving it power. You're giving it more and more control over you. I want to be in control of myself. I don't want nothing to control me. Nothing. So it's just like, I'm not going to keep breathing life into that hatred, into that misery. That ain't even me. I'm such a bright person. I'm such a joyful person. And it's just like, I cannot keep allowing exterior factors to affect me because those are all things outside of me. And you're showing that and you're showing like your beautiful eyes, your mouth, your ears, like just beauty and you're the confidence and the confidence makes you even more beautiful. So thank thank you. you. You're beautiful just the way you are. What do you do daily to prepare yourself before you go out into the world? Oh my goodness. Okay. Get up. I thank God. I say hello to my father. I brush my teeth. I wash my face. I go and make some tea sometimes. And I just try not to interact with too many people in the morning. I like my mornings to myself. I get up before everybody else. I stay up late past everybody else just because I need that time to me. It hasn't always been like that. I would get up and just have no motivation for anything. Feel sad or feel like, eh, it's another day type of thing. And as recently, I said, you know what? I'm going to get up and I am going to be a better version of myself every day. Whatever that looks like to me, this doesn't involve everybody else. You know what you're doing wrong and you know what you're doing right. You don't need nobody to tell you. You know. I am going to be a better version of myself. That is my duty to me. And I know that if I find my presence to be more pleasant than going around other people, I know that the energy that I'm giving off is pleasant. And I also know, of course, you know, we all got that that duality, that other side to us, of course. For the most part, this is who I choose to be. This is who I choose to represent myself as. I just made a choice to get up and to say, I'm going to take care of me every day. Something I say to myself all the time is, you are not how you feel on your worst days. You are not how you feel on your worst days. Because sometimes we'll feel like that day ain't never going to end. Like, oh, it's just like the worst day ever. Why won't it just stop? We're not how we feel on our worst days. And if God gives us the strength to wake up tomorrow, we're going to be better. You mentioned how it takes a toll on your psyche. You start to deteriorate your own mind with people's perspectives and opinions. It's literally a death of the mind. When you stop thinking for yourself, about yourself, with yourself, it is a death of the mind. You are giving that power, that living energy to somebody else. No, no, just no. I suffered from depression. Me getting into my spirituality and my journey, I went over free will a lot. I got a choice. And it's so funny us being under a a democracy and us saying we're a free people. 
And when I think about freedom, because me and Ida have discussed this, me and Gibby have discussed this, what is freedom to us? Not what they're telling us freedom is, because is that even freedom? What is freedom to us? What is freedom to me? It's the ability to do whatever I want, be whoever I want, say whatever I want, to live without any obligations or restrictions on the type of person that I can be in this world in this lifetime. Like, it's just, with me dealing with depression, I had to unpack a lot of stuff. Because quite honestly, I just got tired of feeling like this is not helping me get to where I need to go. This is slowing me down. So what is the root of this? I had to unpack mommy issue. I had to unpack daddy issue. I had to unpack my own trauma. I had to unpack my, my own issues, what I put myself through. The world not being kind to you on top of that, it, it'll just break this down completely. It'll just, it'll just deteriorate that 105%. It's just going to knock that out the park because it's almost like a system overload, a sensory overload. You can't, it's like, what, what else can I take? So now I'm about to just go into sleep mode. I'm about to put this blanket over my head. I'm going to lay here and I'm going to come up with another solution if I can, if my mind so allows me to. So Those scary. negative effects is the ones that I really want to talk about because we living in an age where everybody just ignoring the feelings. The feelings don't matter. You aren't human. You're something else, but nobody can't tell you what it is. <laughs> just ignoring all those feelings and all the things that make us who we are. They are negative effects, whether you look at it from a short term, all the way up to a long term. The effects are negative and they just make you feel bad. They just make you feel bad. And it's like, I'm making a choice. This is when I was talking about the, the free will because that's where I lost myself. I'm making a choice to be happy. I'm making a choice to go and acquire peace. I'm making a choice. I have a choice to relinquish all the things that no longer serve me. I have a choice. And I always want people to remember that no matter how boxed in, because, you know, the TVs we look at, the laptop I'm looking at now, my phone screen, the way the window we look out when we drive, when we walk into a room, everything is boxed in down to the language we speak. Everything is boxed in. To think outside of that is almost like abstract and so daring. We have to think outside of that. We have to function. We have to step outside of the box. It's a whole different shape you really need to be in. A whole different state of mind that we need to be in. Those are the effects on the psyche. Here starts to break down. Your body starts to break down. Like I said, once I shut down here, I want to lay down. I want to just like take a moment, a breath. There's so many things that we deal with as Black people, as far as the PTSD that we deal with and how social media, we seeing each other die. We seeing our women getting beat up, raped, go missing. It's... All these things are being brought up from us. So if you're not taking care of this mental piece right here, the body going to respond in a crazy way. Not necessarily crazy to us because it's so much pent up to the rest of the world. Our bodies hold memories. Our hair holds memory. Us being melanated people, the way that we hold light, that's memory. We hold memories. And you going to tell me that you just going to ignore this? You just not going to pay attention to that? You're not going to pay attention to how you feeling on a day-to-day -day basis? You really going to reject yourself and neglect yourself in the name of responsibility? Responsibility to who? Responsibility to what if you can't take care of yourself? 
It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense, Ms. Rhonda. It really it really doesn't. It's just so traumatizing what we go through at the battle with. Right. And on top of that, we have to battle if people are gonna accept or be pleased with us. We have to battle every day. And I was reading some people are discriminated for the way they look, going out in society, getting jobs or promotions, or, right. or seeing that they are capable of being leaders right. based on what they look like. Doesn't that just take your confidence away? It just takes your confidence right away. I have piercings on my face. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm big in stature. So I walk into an establishment. It's like, she want a job here? Until you hear me speak, you know, until you hear me talk and you go, oh, she's so nice and she's so kind. And, but it's just like, dad, why I got to go through all that with you? Like, you know, like, why do I have to go through all of that with you? Like, obviously, I'm here for employment. Obviously, I'm here to better myself in some way, shape, or form. Because if I didn't feel like I needed to do that, I wouldn't be here. So are you going to give the opportunity or not? But you see how easily we allow people to come in and say who we are and what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. We ain't free. And it's just like we have to free our minds so that the bodies will follow. We have to free ourselves from all of these restrictions, from these chains. We have to want to be better. Stop looking for one person to unite us all, to lead us all. And lead yourself. You be the one person to lead yourself. And let's see how far we get. No, you're doing it. You're doing it. So I'm Thank you. <laughs> People are just so scared to lead themselves because when you think about it, we are, we're pushed through um, pre-K, kindergarten, elementary, middle, high school. Then they push you in the, you don't got to think from yourself at all. And then everything that you so young, your mom, your dad, or whoever your caregiver is, is doing everything for you too. Then you get pushed through all these systems and you're not running yourself. You have been programmed just that fast. This thing goes so much deeper than just body types. It definitely goes so much deeper than body types. But like I said, that's the pain that you can see. It's, it's one of the many pains that you can see. So it's easy to speak on. It's very easy to speak on. And what really made me want to talk on this so much too is because of the slander and blatant disrespect that Lizzo gets for doing the same thing that Instagram models have been doing since the app came out. It's like, come on. It's like you can't be mad. You're mad at the at this woman feeling like she can take up this much space in your face. Talk about that. I don't know what your app that is. There's an artist named Lizzo. Honestly, she has been an inspiration to me. That's why I say, you know what? I don't even care what social media is talking about because she's not even, y'all missing it. This ain't even for y'all. This is for us. This is for the girls who look like us. And I feel like everybody, again, has such a big opinion on everything. But she can't be big. She can't be big, but you got a big opinion. That don't even make no sense. Like, come on. Well, she posts photos that are, that would be explicit to anybody type, you know? She's got her butt out in certain pictures. She's shaking her butt. But for me, it's just, it's the freedom of self. She is freeing herself. This woman is freeing herself right in front of us and we are so diligent about keeping her in chains why why does that why does that make you so uncomfortable why does that make you so uncomfortable the attraction piece how men will be attracted be attracted to bigger women but won't even go there 
like, oh, nah. Because you're scared of what somebody else is going to think. Your mind, dead. You another one. But it's just, it's just dead. You know, like, your mind, you're not even thinking for yourself. You're worried about everything this other man or these other women are talking about. What about what makes you happy? When did that become secondary? Even that, that interaction with the men is something. <laughs> I can't even go there. <laughs> I can't even go there. It's got boundaries with that, with men, because certain men think they could treat you any kind of way mm-hmm. because you're not this prototype woman. Right. So you have to be strong in that as well. We're still considered to be a place of comfort, even though we're disrespected. We're still expected to be your place of comfort. You still want to come here and cry. You still want to come here and be held. You still want somebody to come around you and keep it real with you. You know, you want all these things from us, but what the heck can I ask from you? What can I ask from you? And then that's when you start to set them boundaries. Like, whoa, whoa, this is not, this is not an even playing field. This is not, this is not what we discussed. This is not what we talked about. You know, that conversation with self. This ain't what we talked about. We got to set a boundary clear as day. And you deserve to be treated as a queen publicly and privately. Right, right. I feel like it's an agenda against Black women, period, any way, shape, or form. But when you think about Big Mama, or when you think about these characters, you look at who they are to the people around them. And that's a part of programming, too. You see what these what these people are doing in these scenes and or what your grandmama did or whatever. And you just applying that to me. I'm not my own individual person. You can't get to know me in a whole different kind of way. That's a part of the programming. We have to move out of that state of mind and really touch into what is making us feel the things that we are feeling toward one another. I have to be your place of comfort and my home when you leave. If that's the case, I'm going to just do it by myself all the time. I don't need you for that. I don't need you to walk in and out my life like that. I don't need you to come here, dump all your problems on me and go go do whatever. I don't need that from a friend. I don't need that from no man. I don't need that from my mama. I don't need that from nobody. And you just have to set your boundaries and make them clear. Don't let nobody step over them either. Make them clear. Mm-mm. I ain't going for that. And if you did it in the past, don't let nobody tell you that you can't change because you can, you can, you will set your expectations for yourself, set your boundaries for yourself and verbalize them to other people so that they, they know I'm not doing that or either allow your actions to speak louder than any word. You mentioned what you are doing to reach a higher state of consciousness. Me personally, sit with myself. I meditate. I have crystals. I guess you can call them like a new age way of doing things. My crystals, my incense, I drink my tea to get my organs ready, warm my body up. I just take time to be the best version of myself. And I feel like that's, that can be considered one of the highest states of consciousness, to be the best version of yourself here in this dimension, to transcend to a higher place after you leave here. And I feel like trying every day to reach my peak self, my best self, where I would wake up and say, you know what, Selena? Girl, you doing it. You did it. And I make my little to-do list. I set my little goals up and everything that I want to accomplish. It might take me some time. I don't allow other people to tell me my time because I know God got reasons and seasons for all of us. If it's taking me a little longer than you, that means my season coming up soon. I ain't worried about it. I ain't going to stress it. That level of certainty that you gain, what you know in your gut you feel, you can't beat that. 
You just can't. You can't beat it. You have to build that relationship to trust yourself enough to trust yourself and say, you know what? I know where I'm going. Even if other people can't see it, I know where I'm going. I didn't lose focus. I didn't lose sight of it. I'm looking for an alternate route. I'm, I'm trying to do something different because I didn't seen people do the same thing that same way 10 times. It ain't work out. So now I'm, I'm trying to find my own way of getting through this thing called life. And you have every right to do that. Don't let nobody make you feel like you don't. You do. You have every right to do it. And the only reason that a person is ever going to tear you down is because they don't got enough guts to do it themselves. That's going to be the reason every time. They just don't have enough guts to do it themselves. They don't have it. And we think that what we got, the other person should have all the time. Mm-mm. No, no. So it's important that we do that work on ourselves. Got to reach that state of better. I just want to be better. I want to get more in tune with nature. I want to have deeper conversations with God. I want to just be thankful for everything around me every time I open my eyes to a new day. Just give thanks, show gratitude. It. You want to talk about something that'll humble you? <laughs> you know, give thanks, show gratitude. Pay attention to the world around you, not just go out into her. See the world around you. Interact with the world around you. There is energy all around you. Tap into some good energy. It don't all got to be bad. That don't got to be your power source. That negativity does not have to be your power source. Tap into a more positive vibration, a more positive frequency. Tap into that. Let that be your power source. Let it radiate through you. Let it radiate all through you. Don't allow anybody else to dim your light and say where you're getting your power from. And no, no, no. I walk with light. I speak with kindness. You know, even the things that we could say out loud to ourselves that make us more aware of the detrimental things that we do. Because if every time you have a negative thought, you have to say a positive one, you notice how negative the ones, like how frequently the negative ones are coming up. So now you more, you more on it to say positive things to yourself. Cause it's like, whoa, I was being so mean to me. I was being so unkind to myself. No wonder the world was being so mean to me too, huh? I was being mean to me. And then once you command that respect within yourself. I don't care if you you can't stand fat people. You ain't going to say nothing. You ain't going to say nothing. You're not going to do nothing. But what? Say fat. Oh, you're fat. Yeah, I know. You probably like me. You probably want to be with me. You probably want to be my friend. And you're scared that I'm not interested in you. And you just can't be the person being rejected by the fat girl. That's your own ego. That's your own issues. Just that fast, you see how I broke that down? That don't even go to you. Let them take that. <laughs> Let them take that. That doesn't even go to us. Let them take that. Love it. I want you to just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> because that is true. We always take on other people's baggage. And then we mm-hmm. self-loathe ourselves. We question ourselves. And with you, with your positive energy, you must be attracting positive, you know, experience. Yeah. An opportunity. I have learned. I have watched that. Like once I shifted, like you know, I I stopped talking to certain people. 
I stopped interacting with certain things. And it was like, wait, I wasn't stressing those connections anymore. I just let it go. I just let them go. Like I stopped fighting and I said, you know what? If it is not meant to be with me, it's going to go regardless. Ain't no point in me trying to pull this rope. I got rug burn all on my hands. Can't hold nothing else because I'm so focused on this one thing. Whoa, I got to let it go. And once I did that, I started to and be patient and learn to receive. And people think of that in like, you know, in monetary uh, aspects of life. No, I mean, learn to receive. Learn to be receptive. Learn to receive. Learn to receive. If you always acting like you ain't worthy of something, why would it come to you? Why would it come? If I'm always like, oh, no, no, I don't deserve that. Or think I don't think I should do. You know what I mean? All those types of uncertainties and doubt. That good that you're looking for isn't coming. You have to change your perspective and say, you know what? I'm going to take this moment to self. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to take this moment to self. I'm going to unpack my bag. I'm going to get me together. I'm going to figure out what's going on with me. And I'm going to learn how to receive all the things that I know I deserve. Because pain is payment to the universe. All the things I know I deserve, I am going to receive in God's name. Put it there. Stamp it. Claim it. And it's yours. You walk in that truth every day because don't lie to God. He can see you. So if you really want to change, you better you better be making sure you you taking them strides to do it. And not to say that we're not going to fall short. But even if you do, don't stay down too long. It's about getting up. It's about showing up for yourself. You have to learn to receive that love from yourself, too. Especially if you've been neglecting yourself for so long. It's probably uncomfortable. Whoa, like I don't even know why I'm sad right now. I don't know why I'm crying, but go deeper to figure it out. How can someone who is struggling get to the place where you are or do you even make an initial step to make positive changes for themselves or believe in themselves? What would you suggest? If you're not somebody who can really sit still, I don't know if meditation is where to start at right away, but you could. You could definitely start there. If you feel like, even if you want to just sit, try to sit for a minute, 15, 30 seconds, just stillness with nothing on your mind, little distractions that you have, just allow yourself to gently come back from. Let it come down. Let it come off you. Get in tune. That was the biggest helper for me. Me sitting with myself. Me me saying to myself, we want better. So we just got to do better. However that looks. My mom didn't teach me about yoga. My mom wasn't talking to me about energy and chakra healing. My mom wasn't talking to me about all that stuff. I went and found this on my own. So it is definitely a journey that you are going to have to take a step into on your own. Whatever works for you. Because there isn't just one way to do this. Whatever way works for you. Step into it and take control of your life. Take accountability of your life. Do not keep handing over the power to other people in exterior factors. That is really how I got here. I stopped giving all the best parts away. I stopped saying that the bare minimum was enough to give to myself. So that means you can't bring me the bare minimum and you got to just stand strong on it to the point, even if you don't believe it when you first say it, that you saying it so much that it's permanently embedded into your subconscious. Now, (laughs) this is it. This is who I am now. It's above me now. And that's just how you got to act. And that's how you got to do it. And those are excellent points. Excellent. Thank you. (laughs) What would you say people just loving themselves Mm -hmm. and 
just living their life and who they are. No more stressing, oh my gosh, I have to do this diet or let me get to this size so I feel better about myself and accepted. How about feeling good about ourselves where we are today? What would you say? We're more than how we feel on our worst days. So if that's the best that you can do today, you got to learn to be content with that. We tend to repress ourselves in the name of responsibility. You have a responsibility to yourself, to yourself. Stop giving that job away. Stop giving the job away. So what if you're not performing at your peak today? Okay, where's that pressure really coming from? Today isn't a good day. If you really want to be your happiest self, you can't get caught up in what people expect you to be. You have to step into your power and say, I'm not giving this up for you to feel more comfortable in my presence. If I have to be alone, and that's what people don't understand either. We form codependencies on substances, on food, on people, on things, materialistic things that hold no sentimental value to us. And we place all of our our love into them. How are you loving all of these things with no interpersonal connection? You're just loving these things. What do these things represent to you? Is it security? Are you looking for security? At what point in your life did you not feel safe? At what point in your life did you not feel safe? That you have to have all these things around you to supplement how you really feel about yourself. When did you feel that you weren't pretty? When did you feel that you weren't important? When did you feel that nobody cared? When do you feel that you stopped caring about yourself? These are questions that we can all ask ourselves. Do we ask ourselves, where is the accountability? Where is the self-awareness? We have to get to that place. Mm -hmm. It takes courage to ask those questions. It does. And I feel like a lot of people have been taught to hide from themselves. The real viewing of themselves scares them. It, It is scary. It's a very scary process because you're going, how they neglect mental health here. So you're thinking, am I freaking crazy? Am I crazy? What's wrong with me? All these bad things running through your mind before you could say, no, this is this is me. Wow, I'm starting to smile. I'm starting to laugh more. Wow, my eating habits are regulated. Don't feel the need to exert all that unnecessary energy out into the world. It's an awakening. After my soul was laying dormant under so much other stuff that just didn't belong to me, I said, you know what? I love me enough to say, I can't deal with (laughs) y'all. I can't do this with y'all. Just got to set your your boundaries very clear. And that love, that's what we need to love ourselves first. We've been taught not to though. Because I know like me and my mom, our relationship was rocky in my my adolescence. Even into adulthood, it still get a little rocky because I'm becoming a woman. And I've always been mature. So it's always been hard to tell me what to do. It's always, it's always been hard. <laughs> it's always been hard. Yeah, me and her relationship, just the women in my life, period, honestly. And sometimes mommy don't always know how to do the right thing. She tried. And it's not until you get older and you recognize that it wasn't the right thing where you begin to start doing something about it. Because my grandmother used to talk about my weight all the time. But mind you, I'm a kid. Like, I'm only 21 right now. I'm only 21 right now. And my grandmother used to talk about my weight. Oh, girl, why you got that on? My mom even said to me something that was just so unkind. Of course, referring to my weight. Not to make my mama look bad because, no, I do love my mama, y'all. She she did say this. I don't know. I might have had my, my robe open or something. 
I don't think I had no clothes on, to be honest with y'all. She was just like, why don't you put clothes on? I said, you know, I'm beautiful the way I am. I just like to be free. You know, I just like to be free. And she like, well, not really. That's shady. <laughs> like, that is shady. <laughs> that is shady. We've had to hear the women in our lives show such resentment and just, quite frankly, bitterness. Like, just be bitter and resentful and just mean unnecessarily. That's a form of trauma that we have to get through, as especially us being women. We always talk about the daddy issues because we think of how, as women, we deal with men. But what about how we deal with ourselves and one another based off of how we've interacted with women from our own lives? Whoa. If we start, I'm telling you, if we start doing an interview with a whole bunch of women talking about mothers and their daughters, I will never, matter of fact, I can honestly say in Sister to Sister, um, an organization that was being ran throughout Montclair, honestly, they did it from middle school up to high school, sister to sister. And I was in it. And we had one meeting where we were all talking about our mothers, honey. The whole this is a whole room of girls and grown women. We in there crying, going through it, just to see the pain that we all carry from our moms. Some of the girls were, of course, talking about their fathers and everything, but the main hitters was the mamas. Whoa. This is generations of us that need healing. And it's starting here in this room, thank God. But it is generations of us that need healing. Because if your mama felt the need to talk to you like that, to treat you like that, what did her mama do? And what did her mama do? And what did her mama do? We need to heal. 105% we need to heal. Yeah, that's deep. And well said. Well said. Thank you. I'm so thankful for you. And you have enlightened so many. You're bringing out a topic that needs to be discussed. And people need help. And they need to be seen and heard and also supported. People no longer need to be feeling hurt under someone's thumb or less than. We're all beauties and beautiful in our own way. No cookie cutter way of defining beauty. Right. So in culture, we've adapted to this Europeanized way of fashion, of thinking, whoa, I'm not European. <laughs> Them pants are not going to fit me. They don't fit most of the men that they're walking around on either. We've adapted someone else's beauty standard. We always came in all different shapes and sizes and colors. This wasn't nothing new. We've always come the way we've come. And it's become such a problem now because it's intended for us to hate ourselves so that we don't move any farther than where they want us to be at. That's intentional. So not even just a conversation for women, not even just a conversation for big women, black men, black women, tall, skinny, and in between, light, dark, and in between. This is a conversation for all of us. Really take what you need and allow it to, a, to be a part of your life. Leave what you don't. Don't bring no negativity here. This is a positivity vibe. This is good vibes. I feel like there's something in this for everybody. There's something that everybody could take away from this video. 105%. Anyone. Even a man who, who is caught up in his uh, wounded ego and how he tends to be around women and how he interacts with other men. Question yourself about what's going on. Question yourself about why you feel this way about yourself. Because it's, as, as much as it isn't talked about, men deal with their insecurities too. Men have a lot of insecurities. 
whoa, to the point where they feel intimidated by us. And we thinking, we thinking it's us all the time, but it's like, nah, these men have a lot of insecurities too. So take what you need from this video as well. Just take what you need. <laughs> take what you need. Let's all be better. <laughs> this is like better. Oh, this is so impactful. Thank you so much. And thank you for allowing me to be on your platform, Ms. Rhonda. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank I you. It. Bless me. Audience, look out. Selena, she has more to come. She has Hello. so much to offer. And we are going to be expectant to hear more from her. So thank, thank you, Selena. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> From today's discussion, we covered possible projection of personal experience, being unsatisfied with self, the toll that indifference takes on our psyche, and what she's doing to reach a higher state of consciousness. Selena's reading suggestion is The Evolution of Consciousness, Yoga and Psychotherapy by Swami Rama, Rudolf Valentine, MD, and Swami Ajaya, PhD.